The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, guns up, giddy up. It's last call of the day. Probably not the best episode on this channel. I mean, not the best episode, the best, not the best show on the channel, but it is the most important show on the channel because this is the show that's going to save your first marriage, your second marriage, your third marriage, whatever first responder marriage you're on. It's the show that's going to save it, giving you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence at your weekend barbecue. This is the show that makes you sound like a real human being instead of a robot first responder. As always, guys, if you want to hook up with us this weekend, me and Drew Breezy, me and Drew Breezy will be in Jacksonville, Florida at the Island Girl Cigar Bar to celebrate their 10-year anniversary. They will be serving my rum, making some drink specials. But if you want to come out and meet some of the Failure to Stop crew, it'll be myself and Drew Breezy. For those of you who don't know, Drew Breezy is new uh, on the Failure to Stop team, coming out, helping us out with some YouTube content. So we'll be putting out YouTube videos, I don't know, like three or four a week now. So if you're not following us on YouTube... Now is the time to go and like and subscribe. As always, we do have a live chat going on today for only our paid subscribers. Last call only goes out to our paid members. And so there's a bunch of guys and gals in the chats today, and we appreciate you guys being there. Today we're talking about the Ray J sex tape, although that's old news. But what's new news is Ray J just went absolutely ham on the Kardashians, exposing allegedly that they had all of their hands in on this sex tape. And one of my favorite new influencers to follow, Let's Talk Darling. She's incredible. She's amazing. I'm going to bring her on here in just a second. So if you're not following Let's Talk Darling, you got to go follow her. She is a uh, new conservative female voice, um, and she's growing quickly. And I'm just so excited to have her on the show today. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Let's Talk Darling. Is that what I call you? I, I call you that forever. Just let's, let's talk. Actually, darling. my full name is Monique, um, okay. but people on the internet call me Mo. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been referring to you as let's talk darling. So like all week I've just been like, Oh yeah, honey, I've got to <laughs> talking to my wife. I'm like, yeah, honey, I've got to uh, get ready for let's talk darling. She's like, doesn't she have a real name? I was like, it's Monique, but I don't know if she wants people knowing her government name or not. So yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> You're good. For, before we get into this Ray J thing, I know you've been following it uh, in gory detail because uh, mm -hmm. I follow your Instagram and uh, I've seen all your posts about it. Yeah. Tell us really quick, how did you get into Instagram, get up on your platform, get going like you are? Yeah. Give us a quick. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your platform. I'm, I'm a fan of the show, so I'll start there. Um, but so it was quite by accident that I started doing what I'm doing now, which is talking about politics and social issues and the occasional Ray J Kim Kardashian post. Um, I actually started talking about weight loss. I started my YouTube channel years and years and years ago. I used to weigh over 400 pounds. Um, I was like four, nine ish, four ten, going into surgery and I had to lose 25 pounds before I went into surgery. So you do the math. I was, Whoa. I was a big girl. Damn. Yeah. And when I say surgery, I had gastric bypass surgery. Um, so I started out my YouTube channel to talk about that journey, to talk about what it was like, um, you know, what my steps getting there and going through it. 
And to tell you the truth, I didn't have a huge following then talking about that. But as you know, weight loss stuff became more and more popular throughout the years, um, a lot of people started following those topics. So I moved on to like, you know, other women's issues. I'm a woman in my, in my forties, I'll say that. Um, and I, uh, you know, go through women's issues and I've had a hysterectomy and, you know, had all kinds of stuff. So I've been sharing that journey as well. And, um, around the time of George Floyd, I just got to a point where I was just so sick of what was going on in the world. And I decided to make this video talking about George Floyd and then also talking about this gentleman named uh, Bernal Tremel, who was shot in front of his uh, business. He was a black man. He was shot in front of his business in Milwaukee or Kilwaukee, as they like to call it, because it's a very violent city. Um, and the media painted him as a Trump supporter, a black Trump supporter. And that's why he got killed. Well, that wasn't the case. He didn't get killed because of that. There was a lot of other stuff there. But Laura Ingram grabbed that video and played it on her show on Fox. And all of a sudden, I got popular on YouTube for that and started to think about it. And I was like, you know what, with everything going on in the world, like, this is what I want to talk about. I want to share the other side of me that is involved in social and political issues and share my thoughts. So been a ride since then. <laughs> well, I, I've enjoyed it. I know that you've been following this Ray J thing and look, I'm a huge pop culture fan. And I think that any cop that tells you they're not a pop culture fan is lying. It's just, it's a, it's a toxic man trait that we have to just immediately say we're not into pop culture. But I think that most cops in the roll call room, and the reason why I know that cops are into pop culture is because cops are into drama. And you wouldn't be a cop if you weren't into drama. And I love the cops that say like, oh, I just don't like the drama. Then bitch, why do go be a fireman? <laughs> right. A cop, like if you don't like drama, you cannot be a cop because you've got lunchroom drama. I mean, being in a police department is a lot like being in a high school. Mm -hmm. um, being in a small police department would be more like being in a private school. But all the drama is there. All the clicks, all the, the lunchroom drama, of course, all the drama that goes in with calls is there. And cops get caught up in talking about all of that stuff. But when you go to the civilian side for the weekend barbecue, and you get talking about that drama, you lose those civilians. They're like, I mean, sometimes they're into the stories, but a lot of times they're like, oh, Jesus, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you know, so this show is all about giving somebody, giving cops and first responders something else to talk about drama wise. And that would be pop culture drama. I think the reason why cops don't like pop culture drama is because it's never fed to them in the proper way. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they have to go off of like what E Entertainment or Inside Edition. And frankly, that's just uh, probably not the most manly way of delivering it or the most like <laughs> cool way to deliver. So that's what right. this show is all about. And, and that's why I was happy when you were covering the Ray J case, because that's absolutely something you want to talk about. Like who doesn't want to talk about a sex tape anyway? Exactly. We've been talking about it for years. We've been talking. It wasn't my proudest moment. Let me tell you. So I was getting into bed and I don't follow Ray J, but I started following Ray J. Another account that I follow started posting about it. And I was literally tucking myself into bed. I go to bed super early and she put up this post that Ray J was live. So why wouldn't I click on over there and see what's going on? <laughs> and boy, oh boy, I should have prepared myself like two and a half hours later. I was completely engulfed in this story. He was just blasting them. Um, and when I say them, uh, Kim and her mom, Chris, over the sex tape, which everybody, I, I would be surprised if there's somebody that doesn't know about this sex tape. Um, because it's ultimately what made her famous and relevant, which is sad in itself. We can talk about that as well. Um, 
but he was blasting them talking about how Chris decided, you know, to, to, to make this sex tape with them and not with them as far as joining, but, you know, directed it in a sense. She had them film two, three takes, okay, until they got it right. Like, how disgusting is that, that a mother played a part in her daughter's sex tape, watched it, and then released it, sold it, basically? I, I feel like it should be a crime of sorts. Like, I, Is it not? <laughs> I, right? Like, it should be. Yeah. It's absolutely disturbing. But you know what? That, to me, that's Hollywood. Like, I think Hollywood is so detached from reality that they think that all this stuff is okay. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what was the guy that married, um, was it Aaliyah? She died in the plane yeah. crash. You yeah. know, when you watch that documentary, R. yeah, R. Kelly, you know, those, they were like, oh yeah, we faked the signature so that he could get married earlier. And he was fucking this 14 year old. They're all saying it like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, like I think Hollywood's a big part of the political issues that we have. I think it all stems from it starts in Hollywood where you get these young actors and actresses like Leonardo back in the day, or um, uh, what's the girl who came out with the, the, the biography about them giving her cocaine at like eight years old and going oh. to parties. Uh, Was that Demi Lovato? Are you no, talking about not, Demi Lovato? Well, Demi Lovato had a lot oh, of issues too, but yeah. um, no, the girl that was in E.T., Oh, Drew Barrymore. Drew, Drew Barrymore. Uh, I think that whole time frame, like all they were introduced to such foulness with uh, all those producers and editors and everything that it almost became like, like that's part of the norm. Like if you're going to party with these young underage celebrities, you can have sex with them. You can give them drugs. You can get them drunk. And you'll get like yeah. Justin Bieber and all these things. So I think it became like kind of like in Hollywood. Okay. To be right. And so I don't, it's not like a surprise to me that the mom would do it, but it still doesn't take away that it's absolutely fucking disgusting. It really is. And let me tell you something, like I have done a lot of things in my life. One of the things I used to be as a profession is I was a makeup artist in Hollywood. Um, I used to work on music videos and things like that. So I was in a lot of celebrity trailers on sets. I'm also an actress. My kids, my daughter is an actor and I have been around this my whole life. I was a child actor. I was on, you know, Sesame Street when I was a kid. No way. And yeah, and I've seen a lot of stuff. And I remember when I was young, my mom used to go everywhere with me. Like if I wanted to go to the bathroom, you know, she would come with me. Like she was that type of parent that was very involved. But I just, you know, two years ago was on a set with my daughter. She was uh, filming 12 Mighty Orphans. And um, I was just blown away by how many parents do not watch their children in these types of environments where they're around tons of adults and they expose them to this stuff. So you're right. It has become a culture where we accept this type of thing. And it's almost cool to like feed your kids to the wolves, which is really, really sad. Um, yeah. What is up with that? Like why, why do you, well, one, I, it's probably because the parents don't care. I mean, we look at Britney Spears, his father, and and some of these other, like Nick Carter and Aaron yeah. Carter and their families. Uh, you know, I think if you, it's like politicians, like if you're going to try to become a politician, you have to be basically a piece of shit. You got to be willing to burn other people around you down to the ground. You've got to, you know, be willing to be be ugly all the time. I think to be like a world-class actor, to be like at the top of the game, I think those parents have to be a certain type of parent that push their kid to be at the top of that game. And anybody that's going to push their kids like that probably has ulterior motives. 
Oh, absolutely. They're like, motivated like, by the money, the money, <laughs> the money. Yeah. The money or, or like the success that they didn't have, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a child, but you know, I take it back to like the Michael Jackson thing. Remember that mom that was like letting, what was it like her, her eight-year-old son, like have sleepovers and sleep in the same bed as, as Michael Jackson, right? knowing exactly. that they were sleeping together in the same bed. Like what right. kind of mom or dad allows that to happen? And yeah. I guess it's probably the money. It is the money. It's the money. It's the access to things that they get. Um, I think uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin and who was the other guy? Yeah. From Lost Boys, Corey. From the Goonies, Feldman. From the Goonies, right? Like he talked a lot about how his parents, like, I mean, obviously his parents were complete drug addicts. You know, they were like a a mess themselves. So they were probably funding their drug habits with his success. Um, But yeah, I mean, you you see these kids talk about it. It's nothing new. I think we're just talking about it now because it's become news. But that's been going on forever. Oh, yeah. Like Woody Allen, Chris Chris Jenner. um, Yes. She uh, just found a way to capitalize on it. That's it. Yeah. Now, have you seen the sex tape? I did. Yeah, I watched it. Yes. Of course. For for research purposes, I watched it again this morning for research, you know, for science. (laughs) For science. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched it again this morning, but I wa- today I watched it in the light of Chris Jenner watching it. Right. <laughs> so, because I, like, I had to like rewrap my mind around that. Like, imagine if this was my son or daughter. And now that I know, based on what you've posted on social media and based off of what Ray J posted on social media uh, about his text, I do see where it is kind of scripted. Like looking at it now from a new perspective, I do see where that's because if you're making a sex tape, that's just going to be between the two of you. Mm-hmm. You're not making all that weird eye contact with the camera and adjusting yourself to make sure everything is just perfectly. Yeah, like, exactly. Just and and what guy who's really in the moment is going to be like holding the camera perfectly at all times. Right. Yeah. Like she was clearly the star of the show in that, oh, yeah. you know, you didn't see Ray J too much in that video. It was all Kim. He knew, you know, they knew what they were right. doing. They knew exactly yeah. what they were doing. Um, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. It wasn't that? It's not that great of a sex tape. No. Like I don't it's know not. how that one broke the internet. It's it's like I, I think the Pam Anderson sex tape is better. I, I mean, the one night in Paris with Paris Hilton was better. But now that's got <laughs> me guessing. Like I wonder if the Paris Hilton thing was planned. I mean, wasn't she dating some guy from Vivid or something like that? I thought I thought she was dating some guy from there. Or she was dating somebody who had some type of connection. I, I mean, know I, it was like Joe. I Francis, know that that maybe. sex tape went like crazy. Like everybody, like when it came out, that was like the big thing. Yeah, was that sex yeah, tape? But, and then, I think a they lot of people really at the time. Yeah, I think the, at the time people were speculating that the Kardashian one was to keep up with the um, because because wasn't Kim Kardashian's like littlest sister doing a thing with. Uh, Paris Hilton at the time weren't they doing like some kind no. of TV show together? So, so Kim Kardashian before she became famous was actually uh, she got hired by Paris Hilton to organize her closet. That was kind of her okay. connection to Paris Hilton, and of course because her father was Robert Kardashian, the OJ lawyer. You know yeah. they had friends in common. Um, but yeah, she said, how come organize your closet? And then they started going out to clubs together. And Kim, she has done interviews talking about that. But she said, you know what? I knew that the paparazzi was going to be following Paris. So I made sure, you know, to have the latest bag. She said at, at some point she was even lending Paris some of her bags just to be seen with the latest and greatest bag, you know? So everything from the very beginning was so, you know, orchestrated. It's 
I even said the other day, I said, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if Chris didn't hire the hooker that overdosed Lamar Odom <laughs> at right? that brothel. Like, it wouldn't even surprise me. It wouldn't even surprise me that she orchestrated that. Oh gosh. Where do you think it goes from here? I mean, I guess it's like, I guess like Ray J. Cause I mean, obviously he was like super high when he put oh, out yeah. this string of text messages, but like, where does it go from here? Do you think he, you like he has a case? Yeah. I mean, I don't, do you have a case? I mean, if you willingly and knowingly create a sex tape, like who fucking cares? Well, I think this had to have set him and her mom aflame okay because number one they haven't said anything they have not said anything and from somebody who posts about everything even when her husband kanye west is talking about her on social media she even will post some subliminal texts on her story about that but they have not said anything so that tells me that their lawyers have said be quiet we're going to handle this i guarantee yeah. you ray j does not have you know the lawyer team that they probably have to handle something like this. I mean, he was showing the contract, the signatures, his address was on there. His phone number was on there. I mean, okay, everything. We should call, we should call, we should call that number today. We should have called that I, phone number today. I have it and it's still active. I, I wasn't one of the people that called it, but hey, if you want to do a crank call later, let me know I'm your girl. Dude, that would have been awesome. We should have planned that for the show. We should have called Ray J. <laughs> Uh, it sucks because at one time uh, I was we we had we had a sponsor that was connected to Ray J, but we weren't allowed to say his name during the sponsorship, even though it was his company. Which I always oh, thought wow. was odd. And then, like the number one rule was you couldn't bring up that sex tape, which is very <laughs> hard because I never thought about bringing up the sex tape for that ad read. But then when yeah. they said I couldn't, I was like, damn, I could have tied in that sex tape so much better with this ad yeah. read if you just let you me know do it. You know what's so funny is when I was watching the live, like in between all the madness and like if anybody was watching that live, you like his phone was like all over the place. I mean, you needed a Dramamine to stay watching that because I was like literally like getting a migraine. It was just crazy. Like you, if it wasn't for my fast screenshotting skills, I never would have gotten, you know, pictures of the text to read actually what it said. Um, but he kept plugging his earphones like throughout the throughout the live, like he'd be like, "Yeah, look at this contract." Da, da, da. Don't forget, go buy my headphones at you oh, know, no, whatever. Shit. It was so fun. Like I was just like, "Oh my!" He's God. pushing like, the old Raycons, right? That the Raycons. That's what it was. It was hilarious. Which I love my, so. my Raycons. I really do love Raycons. Like out of all the endorsements I've ever had, um, that was one of my favorites because they sent us headphones. I think I got like two different sets of uh, of them, and uh, I use them every day every nice. freaking day actually yesterday i had to reset them like uh, do like a service reset because uh, the volume didn't seem very loud so uh -huh. i just thought maybe like i overused them and then i googled like why is the volume so low and it said you have to do like a factory reset and i did yeah. freaking had a great run yesterday i couldn't hear anything um gotcha. good thing i didn't get kidnapped like that poor girl in memphis uh <laughs> which we covered yesterday on yesterday's night shift show what that was a okay. fucking riot that dude did um uh, that dude did like 20 years in prison gets out and yeah. then murders his chick for no reason like they don't right. have a motive They're right just a crime of opportunity it's crazy it's crazy the stuff that we're seeing now like i don't know if, is that the same is that different from the one that the, the guy that like beheaded or is that the same one you're talking about the guy that beheaded his girlfriend in the street uh no yeah he didn't behead this chick this was just a girl oh. she's actually an heiress to a billionaire which they thought when she went oh missing, the blonde girl mm -hmm. yeah they thought that it was going to be like a uh, ransom type deal, but no, it wasn't. And then there was like this big internet feud, um, which we didn't really talk about on night shift. Cause we talked more about the case, 
but there was a big internet feud of like, why is a, is a girl running at four o'clock in the morning wearing a sports bra and short shorts? And I'm like, this is a culture where you allow transvestites to wear thongs and dance in a fucking library. But now you <laughs> want to debate why a chick is jogging at four o'clock in the morning, making the right. world a better place, wearing a sports bra and Lululemon short shorts. Like there's such a crazy time that we live in right now. Yeah. I feel well, why like- you were why you jog at four o'clock in the morning without a firearm on you? Yeah, that would be the bigger another debate. Another question. Mm-hmm. That would be the bigger debate. Like you're in Memphis, Tennessee. Like I'm pretty sure right. you can probably just mm-hmm. run around with a gun in your hand. There, <laughs> although I don't, I don't really run with a gun. Um, I used to when I was a cop. When I was a cop, I used to run with a gun. Um, now that I'm not a cop, I don't run with a gun, and I probably still should. Yeah, my husband should. does. He, uh, yeah. he, he has like a he runs with a weight vest on. Yeah. Um, but he, but he always carries his firearm with him, uh, in the weight vest. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mainly not even for humans, like I'm probably should carry it just because I'm like in a very rural, like, I mean, there could be anything. A mountain lion could jump out and get me. Right. Wild dog could eat me for all very I know. True. I do have to run by a trailer park and, uh, there's a dog that always chases me, but the dog's super small and he just runs beside me barking, yapping. So, um, I, do you see anything coming out of this whole thing from, from the Ray J case? Like, do, does she like double down on suing him for it? Or like, I mean, what could be the legal, uh, what could they go after him for? I mean, unless he signed like, maybe an NDA. Well, he's claiming, see, I, well, this is what he said. He said, because they first talked about it. So let me take people back for a second. Okay. How this all started. Take us back. So on the late, late, late show with, uh, what's his name? James Corden, the guy that does care carpool karaoke with the stars yes yes he had chris jenner on there and she was hooked up to a lie detector and her daughter kylie was asking her questions well one of the questions was did you have anything to do with kim and ray j's sex tape and she answered no (laughs) now what's funny about this okay so what's funny about this and ray j called this out on his life is that the guy that was administering the uh the uh, lie detector test is the same guy that like Dr. Phil uses, like Jerry Springer. <laughs> like he's like, and, and yeah. if you go like on Yelp, if you go on Yelp, I think his name is, um, I want to say like David Grogan or something like that is his name. But if you go like on Yelp and you look up his business, I mean, there's so many reviews on there from people who got swindled from him and like he didn't provide any service. So Ray J said in his live, he was like, this guy's a hack. Like he's not even legit. But if you're going to believe that Kris Jenner is going to hook herself up to a real lie detector test and honestly, like they're going to they're going to like call it out if she if she lies on it, like give me a break. You're a fool if you think that that's you know, that was for pure entertainment purposes. Right. So he claims because she did that, that she violated any type of NDA or, you know, non-disclosures that they signed because she talked about it first. I think that's a fair argument. It is a fair argument. I think so, too. So he is. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm assuming because that's what suing them for defamation is what he is what he wants to do. He wants to sue them for defamation of care. Oops, I lost you for a second. He wants to yeah. sue them for, for defamation of character. So I think if it is what we think it is and what he's showing, I mean, I'm no legal expert, but they he could possibly have a case there. Deep down in my soul, I think that this is all for his benefit because the way social media works is whether it's good or bad, yeah. you're, you're getting attention. And right? if there you're is getting- a if there is a hot case on it, then the whole world's going to watch 
because that's yeah. what we do here in America. And, and like, that's the thing too, that like kind of annoys me about the whole saga is it's not even a good sex tape. Yeah, I know. Like it's, it's like trash. Like why does anybody care about this? Like it's right. one of those sex tapes that you watch at the end. You're like, damn, I probably shouldn't have sold my soul to something that shitty. Like if I was going <laughs> to like watch a porno, like I probably should have just watched a much better porno than right. sinning. Like if you know what I mean? Like if you're going to waste a sin, waste a sin. Don't, don't waste it one. on that bullshit sex tape. Yeah. Yeah. But we're still talking about it. I mean, obviously it, it had the desired effect. It had the effect that they wanted, which was mm -hmm. us to be talking about it years and years and years and years later. But sadly, like if it does go to like this big defamation trial, just like the Johnny Depp one, we're mm -hmm. all going to be all in on it. We're all going to be watching. Oh. We're all going to be talking about it. Absolutely. I was so obsessed with the Johnny Depp case. And that one actually turned out to be an amazing case. If you watch, I it. thought it was a great case. One, I think she had the worst lawyers of all time. Absolutely. Um, and she put on the worst act of all time. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not, frankly, I don't think that she was not on cocaine that entire trial trial. Yeah. Like just all of her mannerisms. Yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. hundred percent. I, I heard she paid for her legal team with her homeowner's insurance, which I didn't even know you could get legal representation with your, I didn't even know your homeowner's insurance will like cover that, but that was the word on the street. Yeah. So. I wonder how much money she even makes. She's not, not a lot. That great I mean, of an actress. No, I mean she hasn't been in a lot of stuff. But I, her lawyer came out. Uh, Elaine came out like a couple of days after they, you know, read the verdict of the trial, and she said she doesn't have any money to pay this guy. Like yeah. she's broke. So. Like I, I don't think the roles that she's taking. Like, I mean, you know more of that than I do. But those roles. What do you think that they're paying her for those minor roles that she plays? Like Rum Diaries was probably her biggest role, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was like the shittiest movie ever. Like I. <laughs> I watched yeah. her diaries and I was just like, what is the big deal? But that was the movie where they fell in love. You know, right. she talked about right. that in the trial. So I think it probably got more exposure after the fact. I mean, she probably a couple million, if that, in her contract. Really? Yeah, she because made a I couple million? Yeah, probably. But I mean, wow. after all is said and done and you pay your team and you pay everybody that's working for you, you walk away with nothing. Your yeah. agent, I mean, my agent makes 30%, like of whatever right. I make. So yeah, that's what, that's what, like our public, our, uh, publicist and everything like that that they use that's that's the going rate these days is yeah. like 30 percent. unless you're elvis and he gets fucking 50 percent. <laughs> right Which i just saw that movie um it was a good movie on netflix it was great tom hanks it. took a job i don't think tom hanks i mean I'm, I'm very disappointed in how i view tom hanks these days but um because yeah. i'm not so sure that he's not mixed up in all this crazy shit that hollywood's got going on but uh that's a whole different story but yeah i mean when at the end of the day if she made a couple million and then she probably, I, I mean, are they picking up all of her hotel and food expenses or is she paying for all that? You have to, I mean, it depends on what they work in the contract. Um, so I wouldn't be able to say for sure because it's whatever you negotiate in your contract. But I'm guessing she's not, Houses. she probably just wants the fucking role. So she's probably not negotiating, you know, lavish bottles of wine and hotel rooms. Well, I mean, she pro she lives in LA. So, you know, where they filmed probably most of the movie, I think they filmed Rome Diaries in Puerto Rico. Right. Um, and they probably got her a house, which is usually what, you know, like the leading stars in movies, they will get a house. Right. They, don't, yeah. they don't get a hotel. Um, right. So, yeah, but, you know, I'm sure she, you know, her being the diva that she seems to be, I'm sure she negotiated a lot of stuff and she was probably a, a huge pain in the ass. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's cr All that stuff is, is crazy. Like anytime somebody's like trying to negotiate with me, like I'm just so happy to do any of it that I'm always like, yeah, yeah I'm good. And I'm, I'm honest. They're like, uh, did you buy a plane ticket and sit on the back of the airplane? 
Yeah. And like, <laughs> why are you such a peasant? Like, why don't you fly first class? Like we're paying for right. it. I'm always like, yeah. Oh, cause I, you know, I'm just so thankful to be invited. Right. Uh, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she, that was a crazy case. I really, I enjoyed watching that one. Uh, I think Johnny Depp was solid on that. Like just an mm -hmm. open book of honesty, which was hilarious. It's like hilarious honesty. Um, yeah. So going forward with the Ray J case, uh, probably becomes a big trial. I would guess. I hope so. That's my that's my Tanstradamus prediction. They're going to yeah, try to do so. the same thing. Well, because you know what? But here's the bigger picture: is they have to be taken down. Like they are just out of control. This family to the point where I think they're really ruining young girls. Like to talk about it on a serious point. Um, and I, I don't know if we're going to talk about social media and the influencers and all this other stuff. No, let's but, talk about it. Talk about whatever you, you want. You know, yeah, you know, I, they these little girls look up to girls like Kim Kardashian. Why? You know, like why? I, I don't know. But you know what's crazy is the influence that she has. Like, if tomorrow she said, "I rub fentanyl all over my midsection to get these toned abs and this tiny waist," tomorrow, no, not tomorrow. Like two hours later like billions of little girls would be doing the same thing. That's how sickening her influence is. Um, you know, she gets paid millions of dollars for one post. If you believe for a second that anything she promotes that's not her product, she actually uses and stands by, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. She gets paid a lot of money to talk about stuff. Is she still married to Kanye? Uh, I think their divorce is final. Yeah. Okay. You know, she, she moved on with, with skinny pete davidson yeah, that, that pete davidson guy which is gross are you attracted to pete davidson at all absolutely not no is and i don't think any girl is like um, like uh i've talked to a lot of females about the pete davidson thing and they're yeah. like aside from him being funny like that's it like he must have what? like a long giant thick well, wang that's it. that curves so that's it kim kardashian said that she said um, you know, when she talked about how she was on SNL, when she went on SNL and did, you know, her appearance on there and Pete Davidson was working with her because they did that scene of like Princess Jasmine and Aladdin where they kissed. Right. And she said that there was something there when they kissed and she ended up reaching out to him because she heard he had BDE, which is big, big yeah. energy. Right. Yeah. So word on the street, I think Ariana Grande was the one that made it famous. Okay. She talked about how big his penis was. Wow. Can you imagine if you could get somebody like Kim Kardashian or Ariana Grande to talk about your penis? Like what? <laughs> Dude, I I would love it, but like I, I wouldn't love it because they would they would they probably wouldn't have anything like great to say. Like my wife, when she <laughs> describes my penis, she says it's a pretty penis. Which I hate because I'm like, dude, I don't want a pretty penis. I'm like, I want a strong fucking cock. You know what I mean? Like pretty <laughs> penis. Get out of here with that bullshit. Um, right. but yeah, dude, like. I get that's the only uh, I I mean I, I guess if that, but see like even if a girl was like a slayer in bed like known to be a slayer in bed if she doesn't look the part like I don't know that uh like there's uh, attraction's part of it for me yeah what is that what does a slayer in bed look like exactly <laughs> I, I guess I don't know I, I want to know yeah I don't I don't know like because I guess guys don't really talk about it like I mean I, I have one friend that used to like talk about women like that but uh like women much more talk about like dudes genitalia guys aren't like man she's got the best vagina ever like i don't i don't think <laughs> really we ever talk. i don't think so 
I can't. Well, maybe like every once in a while that'll come up. Probably not like it is with girls. Like I feel like girls yeah. probably talk about dudes midsections a lot more than guys talk about girls midsections. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. I don't know. I mean, I'm huh. a little bit older, so you know, it wasn't like the hot topic to talk about penises and all this other stuff. Like honestly, like you know, there's not a lot of male strip clubs where they get completely nude for a reason because nobody really wants to see all that. <laughs> no, no woman really wants to see all that, you know? Like, nobody I wants to see, the, like, an angry dong. Absolutely. Like, flapping around, like, to some, <laughs> you know, like, nobody really wants to see all that. But I can understand the fascination with the female body and, you know, why men want to go see women do that stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, we always like watch, you know, like Game of Thrones and all the things with nudities. And like anytime, like there's a guy that walks out with a dong, I'm, I'm excited for her because I'm like, hey, you finally get to see a dude with a dong. But her reaction is always like, oh, gross. Like, I didn't need to see that. And I'm like, really? Because like every time I see a naked chick on Game of Thrones, I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, I'm celebrating in my brain. There's a nude girl on Game of Thrones and her reaction when there's a dude, she's like, oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't see that. Girls and guys are just built so much differently. Mm -hmm. It's super funny, but yeah, with the, the influencers, uh, and the, and the kids that are getting into these things, I mean, are you, are you like privy to, are you like, I mean, I know you are because I follow your shit, but like, I mean, you're all into this whole like maps and the, what is with this whole new fad or like, why is it such a big deal of all these transvestites dancing in front of children? When did that become a thing? You know, it's always been around, uh, transvestites dancing for children. No, 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 not dancing for children, but just dancing in general. But now it's like a thing to like bring your kids and show that you're a woke parent to a drag show. Like but who would think that's appropriate? Like who in the world, who in their right fucking brain thinks that that's at all appropriate? I don't know. Cause I'm not one of those parents. So I can't even speak to that. But let me tell you, I had an interesting conversation with a tranny the other day uh, who slid in my DMs and I first of all, I could not tell that this used to be a man. Like I was just right. like, wow, guys are in trouble because they are really doing a, a pretty convincing yeah. job. I've, I've got a friend who like, I still have to convince, like I have to tell myself whenever we're hanging out, like, Hey dude, in real life, this is a dude like yeah. in real, like, but she's very like every, every time we go to like restaurant and she dresses good grief. She dresses like like Barbie all the time. But like anytime we go to like a restaurant or anytime we're hanging out with like, she's a showstopper, like everybody, yeah. like all the dudes are chicken. And I want to be like, Hey dude, false advertisements. It's right. Really guy. But like, I feel bad cause she's my friend. Yeah. You know, like I'm friends with her, but like at the same time, it's like, like even, yeah, I I've had one friend that was like, dude, and asking about her and stuff. I was like, bro, you're my friend. So I should probably tell you that she's really a guy, which sucks because it's like, she's my friend too. And I'm not trying to like, outer but like i really do feel like that's kind of false advertising is and she it's almost like sexually assault uh i don't know i've never asked if she has a, a vagina but even still i i still think you should i think by law you should have to tell the person if what you're biologically before Absolutely. you like i think it's sexual assault you know what i mean like i, I think that's very sexually misleading if you allow somebody under the guise that you're a girl to have sex with you mm -hmm. and they do, and they don't know. Cause I mean, I, look, I, I don't know enough about vaginas. I haven't been in enough of them to know like if one's not real or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't know. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how you would know. Like if that's why I asked if she was transitioned fully, because from my understanding of the process, they literally like take 
your penis and yeah. put it in inside. So like they create yeah. your vaginal tunnel from the penis, right? Right. Um, I mean, we can go into a whole anatomy lesson there, but maybe it does feel real. I don't know. But I think from a bigger perspective, like what if you fall in love with somebody and your dream is to one day have children, right? Like, yeah. and then you find out this person can't carry a child. That's or, terrible. Or that he, it was a man. Like mm -hmm. I, I, my brain, like I, you know, like, listen, I'm not transphobic. I'm not homophobic, but I'll tell you right now, I would absolutely lose my shit. It would be like if you were a Muslim and you had fed me pork grease grits my whole life, mm -hmm. thinking that I'm being religiously appropriate eating grits only to find out that you've been lacing my grits with pork grease. Like, I mean, that would be a very wrong, bad thing to do because you've in his mind tainted his way of getting into heaven. You know, mm -hmm. for me, it would be the same way. I'm a Christian. I'm not, you know, I, I don't know like what the Christian faith would say about like, I don't think you're going to hell if you're gay. I'm not saying that. But like for me, that tries to be as religiously correct as I can be, I would feel like I've been done a huge disservice mm -hmm. by marrying yeah. a dude. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but going back to, you know, what I was going to say, so I reached out to this person and I was like, Hey, like, I have a few questions, like in regards to everything that's going on with what you were just saying about these trainees, yeah. like dancing in front of children. Like, do you, as somebody who's a transsexual agree with this? And this person was a drag queen. Okay. Right. Right. <clears throat> and their response to me was, I don't agree with it. And I said, well, what percentage of like, and I know that you don't know everybody in the transsexual community, but what percentage of the transsexual community would you say feels the way you feel, right? And she said, well, probably most of them. Like we don't want kids in our establishments. We wanna be able to do what we do and not have to worry about censoring ourselves because there's a child there. And you know, we're not terrible people, which I don't think if you're transsexual, you're a terrible person. But, you know, no. my, my intent was like, I, I, I want to open up the conversation for people to hear from somebody like that, because all we see are like the videos of trannies dancing in front of kids. But I want to hear from like a real person who is a transsexual who maybe doesn't feel like that is appropriate either. There's tons of people out there like that. Same with people who are gay, who don't feel like those, you know, that the gay um, ideas or anything like that should be pushed on children at a young age. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, uh, sex period shouldn't be pu pushed on any child. Uh, I think kids I should be more focused on what Ninja Turtle they are versus how, what they sexually identify or what color Power Ranger they are <laughs> right. than what they identify as sexually. That's just my opinion. But I think any exotic dancer that dances in front of a child is a terrible person. I don't care if you're yeah. a transvestite or a dude or, or a chick or whatever. If you're, if you're an exotic dancer and you're dancing in front of children, you're a terrible person. Anybody mm -hmm. that thinks that that's remotely okay is so yeah. far off the spectrum of, of like what's appropriate. Uh, you know, as far as I can see that, that they should be institutionalized. Yeah. And you, I you're, think that, you're off your rocker. And I think a parent who takes their child to something like that, I think that's child abuse. Child abuse. hundred percent. If you allow your kid to be mutilated, at a mm -hmm. young age, well, you know, like these are things like you don't let your kid get a tattoo at 10 or 11, 12, 13 years old, because you know what, when they're 21 or 25, they're not going to want that same tattoo. And they're going to be like, why is that? Like, why do I have that damn tattoo on my arm? Like, why did mm -hmm. I get hello kitty? Right. Uh, whom I hate, you know, or whatever. I don't have a hello kitty tattoo. Yeah. But, like, I feel the same way, but I, I do know people who have allowed their, you know, when I was in high school, a 15 year old girl got a tattoo and it was, it was the thing back, back in the day. Cause nobody, mm -hmm. 
nobody did. We couldn't believe this girl. She had a little tramp stamp. But, you know, I thought to myself, even, even back then, I was like, you know, I do draw all over myself and I think it's cool, but like I draw something different on myself every day. Mm-hmm. So how do I know what I want? I don't know what I want. Right. But I think it's different when you're an adult versus when you're a child. And I posted something the other day on my, um, on my story from my pastor and they said, you know, you cannot allow your child's lifestyle to change your convictions because, you know, a lot of people, when I'm online talking about these issues, they're like, well, Monique, what would you do if your child came out and said they were transsexual? Of course, they're my child. I would love them. And I would say, hey, I don't necessarily agree with what you're doing. Um, we're not going to support any type of like, you know, mutilation of your genitals or removal of your breasts or penis. I'm going to love you. And when you're 18 or out of my house, even better yet, because that 18 bullshit doesn't yeah. fly with me. Like, I need you to be on your own medical insurance before I consider you an adult in my house. Right. That's what my, you know, like as you. long as I'm paying, yeah, as long as I'm paying for everything, you're still, a, you know, not an adult in my book. Yeah. Um, but you know, you need to, to let your kids know, Hey, this is where we stand on our family values. These yeah. are the values we're instilling in you. And if you choose to do something different with your life, that's up to you when you're an adult, but that's not going to change my convictions. Yeah. You it's know? like when, when you're, when you're 13 or 14 years old and you get your first little girlfriend, your parents aren't letting your girlfriend come over for Thanksgiving. Right. You're not letting your girlfriend come over on Christmas day. You're not letting girlfriend like spend the night. So it's no different. Like if my kid came out and was like, dad, I'm gay. I'd be like, well, that's fine. Um, we're, we're, we are not going to, I'm, I'm still going to love you and accept you, but like the same rules apply. Like, mm-hmm. I know, you know, your boyfriend's not coming over here uh and on thanksgiving and christmas your boyfriend's not spending the night you know um and and frankly you know you're not going to date another a a boy in my house Mm -hmm. while you're under my rules i mean you have your own car you have your own time we'll talk about it but uh if it's under my dime i'm not because i don't support that but i love you i love you Mm -hmm. and when you turn 18 you know and you're married then your boyfriend can come over he can come over for christmas you can do or your husband he can do all those things but while you're in my house, you're going to play under my rules. And these are my right. rules. Now, once they're not my rules anymore, you know, it's like my parents, I like to cuss. I, I've been swearing my whole adult life since I joined the military. But when I was a young, when I was younger, my, my parents did not tolerate it. And mm-hmm. if I, and, and if I swore, then it would be hell to pay. Now, now yeah. I'm a grown ass man. They let me swear however I want. They don't care. They don't say no, but you know, I live on my own and you know. Yeah. But I'm like, you too, I, I, I swear all the time too, but you know what? When I go to my parents' house and I'm an adult, a full-grown adult, I have respect for their house. I respect for them and what they will yeah. and will not accept. And I don't cuss around them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so- I mean you, because you get it. Because like once you're an adult, you understand how the game works, which mm-hmm. is kind of my point. It's like when you're a kid, you don't know how to, you don't know how the game works. So I have to show you the rules and I have to play by the rules. But it's very odd times that we're living in because you can't even say stuff like that without being like a homophobe or a bigot or something like that. But you know, every religion and every household from the beginning of time has always had rules mm-hmm. and there has to be a discipline. And if we live without a discipline and, and like, look, if I was Muslim, nobody would say shit. You know, Muslim yeah. people are going to let you have a, a fucking boyfriend when you're a dude um, in their, in their Muslim household, mm-hmm. but we're not going to call them bigots and we're not going to call them names because they're, they're Muslim. But right. for me, if I say like, no, my kid's not going to be allowed to be, but my, you know, my kid's not even allowed to have ADHD for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. That's my right. rule in my house. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if your brain wants to be, you know, going all over the place and you want to bounce off the walls with hyperactivity, that's fine. But it's not, you're not allowed to, to, to let it be a problem. 
Like if, right. a, if a homeschool would be homeschool, but if they go to these old homeschool co-ops and one of the parents was like, your son has a hard time uh, misbehaving and has a hard time paying attention because I think he has ADHD. Well, well, guess what happens when he gets back home? I'll beat right. the ADHD right out of him. Right. Spank it right out of him. I'll be like, look, dude, you're exactly. either going to pay attention or it's your ass is going to hurt when you get home because I'm going to yeah. slap it with my hand. Yeah, uh, I mean, that stuff didn't exist when we were kids. Now, no. now everybody, every kid is, oh, I have anxiety. Oh, God, what? if I hear that one. So I, I have a friend, she's a school nurse, and, and she actually called me and talked to me. And she said, Eric, I got this this child. And uh, the child came into the classroom. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's in kindergarten. He's like six years old. And they can't keep him awake. So we brought in the parent, but we brought in the parent and the parent, they asked for, if I would come into this parent conference thing, because as a nurse, I might have something to say about him falling asleep or it might be a medical issue. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I looked at his charts and he's on at six years old. He's on the highest dose of Ritalin in his age wow. group and weight that he could possibly be on. And the mom was having a hard time because the kid wouldn't go to sleep. So then he's on the highest dose of Ambien you can have. Wow. Wow. So this kid is taking a high dose of Ritalin so that he's jacked up and can stay awake for fucking days probably, mm -hmm. but they need mm -hmm. him to go to sleep. So they put him on uh ambient to get him to go to sleep. Well, the thing is, is by the time the Ritalin wears off and the aniline kicks in, it's like two or three o'clock in the morning. And she says, Oh yeah, he wasn't used to waking up till about 1130 or noon every day over the summer. And now that school's back in, he's having to get up at eight 30 and he's really like that ambient is, is really had just kicked in around like three or four in the morning. Cause that's when he goes to sleep because he has really bad anxiety. And she's like, so this kid at six years old's got high levels of anxiety, high levels of ADHD and is like, at what point as a parent, do you not see that you're the fucking problem, that you're crazy? Yeah. And these doctors yeah. that are prescribing all this shit, they should go to fucking prison too. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, let me, let me tell you something else. So one of the other things I talk about openly on my channel is a situation that I went through with my daughter when she was in middle school. My daughter is now 21 years old. Okay. She's doing great. She's, she's thriving life. But when she was in middle school, she was bullied over the internet over an app okay? okay now my daughter made the terrible choice to get onto this i forget what it was called it was an app like a like a chat app right yeah but like a whatsapp chat, or something like a whatsapp but you could chat like anonymously with people right right um and so she started talking to this guy that supposedly had gone to her middle school and was headed to the high school she was going to be going to the following year and this person started to woo her and say, oh my gosh, I've always thought you were cute. I can't wait till you get to high school, blah, 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 blah. Months and months later, she sends an inappropriate picture. Okay? Within, within hours, this picture was distributed all over the school. Yeah. With her, with her face in it. Yeah, because if, I mean, like what, what middle school kid is going to keep any secret? Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. It's just not, it, not reasonable. It it ruined her. Okay. It ruined her. She was bullied for that, the rest of that school year into the next year in high school. And she, one day I get a call, I was traveling in Austin. I get a call from the school nurse and a police officer. And they said, we found your daughter on the floor of the bathroom and she was laying in her own blood. She had tried to commit suicide on the bathroom mm -hmm. floor at school um, because she couldn't take it anymore. Right. So right. most parents would probably say, oh my gosh, you poor thing. Like I'm going to fight the bullies. My first plan of attack was her and me. 
Okay. Yeah. I said to her, number one, let's talk about how you played a part in this. Not that you deserved what you got or right. anything like that, but you have to understand how your actions resulted in this consequence. You right? got to own it. You got to own your you got to own it. You got to own it. And got to be self-aware. That's right. And as a parent, I had to take a deep look at myself and say, was I talking to her enough? Was I present? Was I on my phone too much? You know, yeah. was she, was she looking to the internet for acceptance? And you know, what she said to me, she said, this was like a year later when we were able to have a really open conversation about it. She said, you know what, mom? She's like, back when you were in high school, you left your bully when you left school. My bully doesn't leave. It's on my phone 24 seven coming through every day, every minute. Which is, which is why I've made the conscious decision. And I, and I don't care like who judges me or what people say, because people try to fight me on this all the time. Not giving my kid a phone until he's 16. She's not going to fucking oh, happen. So smart. She's not going to happen. Smart. They're like, well, what about when he goes to a friend's house? I didn't have a cell phone when I went to friend's houses and I, and I fucking lived like right. survival of the fittest at this point. But like, you do not need a phone period. Mm -hmm. You don't mm -hmm. need a phone. I didn't get my first phone until I was 23 years old. And you couldn't yeah. text. It was like five cents a text. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't like, he doesn't need a phone, but I, I, I think we have fallen and it's not, it's not, it's no fault of parents, right? Like, cause we're all learning, we're all adapting. I mean, you know, we're all learning how to work with technology. I, I I'm, you know, I've, I've made a lot of failures when I was a young parent, when, when my oldest child was, was really young, I was letting him play video games cause I thought it was cool. So me and my four-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old son, we were playing, these, you know, call of duties and these motorcycle racing games, we were playing games unbeknownst to me that it was ruining him at four years old because he was highly addicted. And my wife was like, all he does is play video games and then cleans his room. Mm -hmm. And he's four, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's when we, when we, as a family took away screens and we, what we do is we, we started out with just taking it away for five days a week and then doing it for two, only having screens on Saturday and Sunday. And then eventually went to no screens to eventually having not even Netflix or anything. Um, but what, when we made that decision as a family to not do any screens, uh, we skyrocketed in life. I mean, my kids are sponsored skaters at nine years old. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, my kids are building forts. I think we as a society need to really check this screen time thing. And I know there's a lot of influencers out there that are, you know, I was talking to a, we were at a homeschool group co-op mm. and the woman said that they did a survey. 75% of middle schoolers when asked what they want to be when they grow up, you know what they want to be? Influencers. Influencers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is part of the future. Like it is a job yeah. and you can make money, but yeah. I, 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 I question is it, do they want to be influencers? Cause they don't want to, they don't want to work because they don't really have a discipline because they don't really have the critical thinking skills to want to do something that's hard because it's easy. They, they've been on their phones their whole life. They know everything yeah. about their phone, but they have no other trade. Yeah. They don't know how to cut yeah. wood. They don't know how to do chemistry or science. Mm -hmm. um, all yeah. they know how to do is work a camera, they work their phones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the question is what exactly are they influencing? Cause when you look at things like TikTok and you see, some of the biggest, um, you know, uh, people that have followings, I think the, the beauty industry is, you know, they hold some of the top spots, like 50 million followers um, for some of these beauty influencers. And that's all fine and dandy, right? You're, you love makeup. You're, you say, okay, I want to grow up. I love makeup. I want to make videos about makeup. But what's going to, what is going to be your, your, your job when your skin starts to sag or when a younger person comes in and takes your place? 
They have no skills, but what it is, is this generation is growing up with, they have no desire to wait or work for anything. They get everything in an instant. Yeah. Everything's at their fingertips all the time. Uh, you know, back, back in our day, when we had to find out information, we didn't have Google or YouTube. We had to go to a library or read a manual, you know, remember how hard it was to write a report. And like, oh, I, I don't like, you remember when you had to like draw, cause you and I are pretty close to the same age, but you remember like, you know, it would be at random, you know, they would be like, you'd pick a number and the teacher would be like, Eric, uh, Fernandez de Soto. And you're like, fuck man, who's Fernando de Soto. <laughs> and you're like, dude, I'm so fucked. Cause that means you have to go to a library. Yeah. You gotta find a book on Fernandez de Soto. You don't know who this guy is. You don't even know where to start. Do you start in like sounds spanish as fuck but it could be mexicans like what section of the library so you got to know how to use the library cards to look right. up you know the little dewey like, decimal index. system <laughs> right the dewey decimal system you had to figure that yeah. all out then you right. had to then you had to then you had to actually physically read through the books to try to figure out kind of loosely based what this guy was and then you had to schedule time to use the typewriter or the computer at whatever library, whether it was the school library, which, you know, the school library was booked for months because they only had like four things. So you had to go to the public library and get on, on, on your schedule. There. I mean, writing a report, like when, when you saw in the syllabus that you had to write oh, yeah. a report for that class, you were like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, man. Like now it's like, oh, I hope I have to write a report so I can sit in my room and like research on my phone for a couple hours. Yeah. Not even, you know, an hour before it's due, they're on Google, you know, or, or even worse, paying somebody to do it for them, you know? Yeah, getting on Fiverr. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there's whole Instagram accounts, like, of people that just write papers for people. Yeah, when I when I was a kid, um, this is how I got – I never got caught. I didn't get caught cheating. Um, I did get caught making too good of grades, though. They never figured out what it was. But my thing was – it was chemistry was the one that really got me because I was not very good at chemistry. And I wasn't very good at math. But all of a sudden, I started – making better grades. What happened was I was walking through the hallways one day and there was a book cart and it said free books. And there was an intro to Spanish book. And I grabbed the book and it was perfect. It was, it was a longer book and it was a wider book, but it was all about like Spanish 101. And what I did was I took a bag of chips and I laid it on the first page and I took a razor blade and I cut around the chips and I cut out an entire book, all the pages that could perfectly fit a sandwich or a little baggie of Oreos or whatever, so that I could eat in classes without getting caught. Well, once I was able to eat in class and not get caught, this Spanish book would gave me another idea. I was like, okay, well now I can eat and get caught and nobody cares, but you were only allowed to have, obviously you couldn't have a book on your desk during a test. So that wasn't going to work, but you were always allowed to have water or Sprite. You could have a clear liquid on your desk yeah. Yeah. Um, when I went to school. So it wouldn't stay in the carpet. So what I did was I always had a green Sprite bottle and I would peel back the uh, label and I would write the periodic table on the thing. And then I would push it back and then I could look through, I could look through the Sprite bottle at the periodic table. And that's how I got like a 100% score. On my periodic table exists. Now, I mean, I got first of all, First of all, let me stop you there. You're a genius. Like, do you understand the innovation that that took to even come up with that? Genius. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty proud. Nowadays, would never. They would never do it. No, because they don't have to. Like, they can cheat so many other ways, man. But uh, it was hard to be a C student. 
<laughs> for me because I had to cheat my way through it all. You know, because I I wanted I was one of those ones that was like first like accused of having ADHD back in like the nineties when every child was ADHD. Like when Big Pharma was like, do we we're sitting on a gold mine here with this riddle and we could just convince everybody that there's this fucking disease or disorder called ADHD, which is really like just your hyper as fuck. Now I, I'd say that there's it's it's just a I'm not saying that ADHD doesn't exist. There is, there are people who have it, but I, I would say that 95% are misdiagnosed. Yeah. And I would say that probably that same percentage is due to diet, the high amount of sugar yeah. and, and processed foods that are, yes. that are in foods nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diet and, and sleep, you know, it's like the kids that have ADHD are the same ones that mom and dad let them stay up until 10 or 11 o'clock at night and have screens in their bedrooms. That's, yeah. that's also another one with anxiety. Like when somebody says like, yeah, my son safer for, suffers from anxiety. I said, what time do they go to bed? Oh yeah. We, we try to get to, we try to get to bed around 10 or 11, but it's often midnight or one o'clock. There's your problem. Like, wow. Fucking put your kid to bed at eight 30. Yeah. Watch what happens. You know, our yeah. goal in our house is everybody's in bed by eight 30. Now they might not fall asleep till nine 30 or 10, but my kids are lights out by 10 o'clock mm-hmm. at worst, you know, worst yeah. case scenario. So they're yeah. getting a, a good, decent amount of sleep. And I think that's uh, real, but I don't think we take parenting. It's so easy to pass off parenting to screens. It's easy mm-hmm. to pass off p- parenting to disorders um, and drugs. It's, 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 it's easier to say, oh, well, the reason why my kid is an asshole is because he suffers from a personality disorder than it is to say, like, what you did with your daughter. Like, you had to have a self-awareness moment where you're like, okay, this is a problem. I need to look inside of myself. I need to look inside mm-hmm. of her and see, like, what is the totality of the problem here and how do I fucking fix it? Now mm-hmm. what they're going to do what would a, a parent would do now is say, Oh, my daughter cut her wrist because she has a personality disorder and she's bullied, which gives her anxiety. So we're just going to up her meds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without doing any of the uh, parenting problem. And they just want the meds to do the thing instead of maybe yeah. combining a little bit of meds and a little bit of parenting. I remember that morning when I, when I drove in from Austin to go get her, um, this, the principal called me and they said, well, you know, we were talking to her and she said that she mentioned that you guys kind of got into an argument in the car. And I said, yeah, it was, we were fighting about something that we normally fight about, which is, you know, she didn't do something she was supposed to do a chore or whatever. And they said, well, you know, she mentioned that, 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 that stressed her out. So, so maybe you need to, so maybe you just need to, you know, be more aware. And I said, are you fucking like, I literally said this to the principal. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're going to tell me how to parent my kid. Are you serious right now? Like, no. Okay. I'm her parent. And when she doesn't do what she's supposed to do, it's going to be a problem. And we're going to address it. My parents, my mom. Okay. This is growing up in a Hispanic household. My mom had what we call in the Hispanic community, a chancleta, which is a flip flop. Okay. Tied to a broken broomstick that she would hit me and my brother with from the front seat while she was driving. Okay. She had this thing extended in the back seat and she would slap us. <laughs> wow, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm inventing one of these. What is it called? A chinclata? A, a chancleta stick or something. <laughs> a chancleta? Dude, I am making a chancleta stick as soon as I get home. It was crazy. I mean, we got, we got, I don't want to say we got spanked. We got beat. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> dude, absolutely. Like I, I remember one time I told my mom, that's stupid. I didn't even call my mom stupid. I just said, that's stupid. Like I was like, why can't I go out with my friends? And she said something. And I was like, that's stupid. Now, I don't know how he got there so fast, but my dad's arm like stretched from the living room all the way around to the dining room. It was like, like a fantastic four scene where he slapped me in the face from the other room like right you know what i mean like just for saying that's stupid so yeah i mean 
yeah and my kids live under the same the same ruse really like my, yeah. my kids know that like yeah i'll give you an opportunity to do the right thing but you get one shot at it and if you fuck yeah. it up i'm gonna paddle your ass or i'm gonna embarrass you in front of everybody i mean i called him dumb dumb the other day i called one of them uh they were supposed to be taking turns they were doing a, a group thing at a a jumpy bouncy place and there was a person waiting in line to go and my one son i was like hey uh wait she's been waiting to go and you guys have been like skipping her like it's her turn to go and he said okay but one more and he went mm-hmm. oh i was like hey dumb dumb out out yeah. of the jumpy pit and he was like his eyes got bigger i was like you want to play that game you'll sit there the rest of the day yeah. I was like, I'm not even playing with you. I was like, you want to, you want to, you want to act dumb and be dumb. I'll treat you like you're dumb. And like the parents, my wife was like, did you call August a dumb, dumb? I said, yeah. And she's like, all the parents are talking about. It. They're like, I can't believe you just called this kid dumb. And I was right. like, you do dumb shit. And I'm going to treat you like a dumb ass. Yeah. Cause yeah. my dad called me dumb ass, like more than uh, probably called me a son. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know like Bill, Bill Cosby used to always say in his comedy show, he used to say, I think I used to think my name was Jesus Christ because everything my dad would say to me started with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. My dad would be like, yeah, I, I just like my dad almost started off with this. Hey, dumbass. Like, yeah. Did you forget to mow the yard again? Yeah, <laughs> dumbass. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. Sorry, dad. Uh, Cause yeah. back then you had chores, you know? Right. Yeah, right. Chores. No, but these kids today, they're soft. They're so soft, man. We got to fix it though. We got to fix it. Like we can't just accept that. We we've got to rate, we've got to like people like you and myself and the people who follow us and our, you know, our influence, like we need to influence people to be better parents. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I tell people all the time, like people always say to me, your kids are so well adjusted and they're so respectful when my kids go over to people's houses, you know, kudos to you. And I, that's, that's the, the, the reaffirm, what is it? The reaffirmation affirmation to me that I yeah. need. Okay. To tell me that I did something right, that the spankings yeah. worked, that me taking the door off my daughter's room worked. Okay. That me threatening to leave her with a mattress and nothing else in her room. If she didn't get good grades again, worked, you know, yeah. those are the things that we, that I did in my house and I stuck to them. You know, I really, really stuck to them, but parents now have to recognize this. It's different, okay? Because the currency today with your kids is their phone, is their Xbox, their whatever, you know. But it doesn't have game. to be. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be, be the currency. Fucking no. don't give it to them or take that shit away from them and, right. and, and, and put a stop to it. I, I honestly, I think 100% of our problems right now, <laughs> I guess 100% is probably a gross exaggeration there. I, I'd say a, a massive part of the pie is this screen thing. I, I think these yeah. screens are damaging your, your children far worse than any of us could ever imagine i mean Mm -hmm. uh the other day uh, yeah yesterday a young man came into my studio because we're in a music school he came into the studio and he asked if he could he said um hi uh all the other studios are are full right now and i need to give a a piano class would you mind if i use your studio when i was like yeah i mean if you want to teach a kid you know if you bring your keyboard i don't give a shit go ahead Mm -hmm. and he was like how many followers do you have and i was like uh i've never met this guy how many Mm -hmm. followers do you have um, I don't know, man. We get uh, we're at like 1.8 million downloads, I think, on our podcast, something right. like that. But I just go off of downloads because that's what makes me money. And he's like, "Well, how many Instagram followers do you have?" And I was like, "I don't know. I think like like four or five thousand. And he was like, "Oh, that's all." You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't give a fuck if I had ten. You know? Yeah. But that, right. that's where their brains go. It's yeah. And how 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 do you think? 
that that's going to be a good thing going forward. If their whole life is based on a number of likes right. and follows, and that's how they determine their world wealth, you know, mm-hmm. that's sad, yeah. man. It Not by really the really works sad. that they do, but by the number. Like, I think that's biblical. Yeah. <laughs> Not by works, yeah. but by how many followers you have. That's yeah. how you get to heaven. Not by I, works, I, but how many right, followers. Right, by fo- followers and likes, right, and shares. Um, yeah, you know, Deion Sanders posted, I love following Deion Sanders. He posted something this morning and he said, uh, we are raising young men who value likes more than they value being great. And that was really powerful, you know, like be a great man, you know, I don't care. Like if you say, if you say, Hey, you know what? I feel like God put me through this situation. Right. And I, and I'm going to use this social media platform to talk about it and to share my experience. And that's why you do it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If you're doing it to go viral, if you're doing it for the likes and the shares and the follows or the money, um, I think it's doomed for failure. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent against. I'm going to be honest with you. Once you, they stop paying me for this, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, Once, I, there's been times <laughs> I haven't been paid for it and I still do it because I love it. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I yeah. did those the last three months we have not gotten paid because we left the network. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely doing it for no money at this, at this right. point. Um, although today's show is brought to you by Ghostbed, who is paying us uh, ghostbed.com <laughs> forward slash Wolfpack sleep. So good. It's scary. Um, so we, we always love Wolfpack. Uh, we always love, uh, Ghostbed and they've actually been a loyal sponsor from, from, from day one. Um, I, I tell people all the time, I don't want to be an influencer. The only thing I want to influence is my children. Mm. At the end of the day, whatever you want on social media, I know my kids are going to see it. Um, and I say some fucked up shit, but I hope at the end of the day that my kids can look at it in its totality and say, Okay, this is what I want to do to be a good human being, and 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 I and I try to teach my kids that it's it's not about you know the skateboarding. We skateboard because it's what they're passionate about, and they work hard, and they want to do it. But it's not about getting sponsors to skateboard. It's not about um, getting likes and views. Um, I would love to pave a way for them to be able to do what they love for the future. But I'm more proud at the end of the day, and I will reward them more when they go and they help the little kid that has the Ninja Turtle knee pads mm-hmm. on in the bicycle helmet that looks like a complete kook at the, at the, at the skate park, the kid that yeah. everybody else is kind of making fun of that d- has never skateboarded before. When I see my kids go over and hold that kid's hand and show them one trick, I will take them out for ice cream unbeknownst to them. And I'll be like, Hey guys, really proud of you guys today. I saw how you helped that young man getting in and out of the bowl. And I'm going to treat you guys to ice cream. I don't give yeah. them the ice cream when they do a badass trick or they do a kickflip. That, that's fucking, that's part of the game. Mm-hmm. I will reward them when they do something like, hey, I saw that little kid get hurt and cry and you guys all went over to him and, and brought him that Gatorade. You know, that's fucking awesome. That's the kind of human being I want you to be. Let's yeah. go get some ice cream. Yeah, we do the same thing. And that's a really great point is like, what are you rewarding your kids for? What do you what, what message are you sending? Because we do the same thing in our household. Um, I reward when my kids give back, you know, yeah. when they do something nice for somebody who maybe can't do it for themselves or is less fortunate. And we do that as a family too. Like that's been something that we do as a family since they were little. Um, So it's nothing new to them. Right. But we value those things. I don't value, um, you know, a a TikTok video or, 
even even things like good grades. I mean, I, you're in my house. You're supposed to get good grades. That's expected of you. Congratulations. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Good job. <laughs> yeah. Be, you met the standard. You, Perfect. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's like the, the guys that are like, I pays my bills. I take care of my kids. Right. No, you're supposed to do that. Dumbass. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get a participation award. I used that. to love that. They're like, man, my, I got my insurance. I got my thing. I'm like, yeah, but you also got fucking like, you know, <laughs> 10 it's grams of heroin in the car. Like I'm glad that you right. did all the other things fucking correctly, but like <laughs> you can't have the heroin to go with it, buddy. Like it ruins exactly. it. But yeah, you're right. Like they have to exceed the expectation. And at the end of the day, it's like, who gives a shit about your grades? If you're a piece of shit, like, you know, you could be a straight A student, but if you're going to turn out to be, uh, Jeffrey you know, Epstein Dummer. at the end of the day, then, yeah. you know, what good does that do to the planet or so? But Monique, I had a great time with you today. I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, I'd love to collaborate with you on the future. If you guys want to, I think Drew Breezy and, and I, you know, we're starting this new YouTube thing. It's, it's not new. It's the failure to stop. It's just, we're going to put more YouTube content yeah. on failure to stop to, to grow that. Um, maybe we do a forum sometime. Maybe we get a, maybe we get a couple of transvestites on sometime with you, or if you get a I transvestite can't. on, I would love to come on with you and just ask some questions because, uh, yeah. You know, I've, I've got a lot of, of questions. Um, unfortunately, my good transvestite friend, I don't think wants anybody to know that yeah. she's a transvestite. So I, there's no way she would come on because then that would, people would know that she's not a real she. So, um, yeah. uh, which has always been weird for me. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I would love to do something else with you because I, I, I thoroughly do enjoy your content. And I hope that all of, all of our fans that listen to the show tomorrow, that you go guys, if you want to see, People as beautiful as Monique and myself together at the same time, which is a lot of beauty. It's more beauty than the uh, the Ray J sex tape, which you're seeing right Absolutely. here. Probably, frankly, more entertaining. Then uh, <laughs> become a paid subscriber to our YouTube, and you'll be able to see Mike and He Big Daddies on Monday, and you'll be able to see uh, uh, myself and the special guests that I have on uh, Wednesdays, which those all go out for free on podcasts the next day. So even if you, you're a peasant and you can't afford to pay them easily, whatever it is, three or four bucks to be a paid subscriber, that's okay. We're still going to give you the content. We know that everybody can't be middle class and afford. Uh, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm middle class and I don't fucking subscribe to anybody. Um, <laughs> but if you're Kim Kardashian rich, go ahead and follow us on the subscribers. But again, okay. Monique, thank you so much. Real quick, I'm going to run this banner. If you want to follow Monique, I forgot to run this the whole time. Not the whole time, but you can follow oh. her at Let's Talk Darling or you can go to Let's Talk Darling.com. That's at Let's Talk Darling. Um, and just explain to your wife, if you're a male, why you have a Let's Talk Darling in your Instagram <laughs> feed. Just go ahead and just come right out so she doesn't have to grab your phone and be like, oh, who's Let's Talk Darling? Uh, who's texting yeah. you? Like, actually, that's her screen name. It's not like somebody's literally asking me to talk and calling me Darling. But uh, right. I'm just teasing. But thanks again, Monique. Um, anything Thank else you, you want to so say much. to close us out? No, wanna... that's it. I had a I had a really great time. Again, I'm a big fan of the show. I love Drew Breezy. So I love that you guys are having him be a part of the team now because I'm a big fan. So thanks cool. again for inviting me over. All right. Thanks, Monique. Until next time, guys. Guns up, giddy up. Cheers. Bye.